I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Help me, please. I'm stuck in a podcast. I really am stuck in a podcast. Can someone come and help me, please? Yeah, just come and help me. Get me out of this podcast. Please? 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 Right, summer people. How are you doing? Well, summer in the Northern Hemisphere anyway. If you're in Australia, sorry, it's probably cold down there. Um, right, what have we got for you today? An amazing episode with a uh, brilliant, brilliant person who I love talking to. It's Sheena Batessa. Sheena has been in uh, shows like Casualty, Midsummer Murders, EastEnders, Doctors, uh, and NBC's Ransom some films as well and talking of films she uh, has produced a very very cool little short film called Kitchen Tales uh, which she was heavily uh, involved with now Sheena has also founded the media brand Citizen Femme uh, female focused media looking at lifestyle and travel which is also a really cool thing uh, me and Sheena talked in central London and it was lots of fun. Sheena, thank you so much for talking to me. As always, if you like podcasts, if you like podcasts, everyone likes podcasts. If you love podcasts, <laughs> and if you like this one in particular, then do let us know. Um, leaving a review would be the best way to do it. And uh, if you'd also like to follow us on socials, that would be wonderful. It's at Park Date Podcast. Enjoy and uh, have a great time. Welcome to Paddington Street Gardens in Marlebone in London, and I'm here with Sheena Batessa. Sheena, how are you today? I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying, the weather's yeah. taken a bit of a turn, hasn't it? I know, but it's lovely. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. It was so good to see you again. We were saying, we were just having a little catch-up now. We went to your favourite coffee shop. We did. And uh, got a very nice hot chocolate. Absolutely. And we were just saying, it's been a while since we've seen each other, so it's so nice to, to see you again. And you've been up to all these different things. We were talking about casualty. 
is very exciting. Very. DCI, I'm looking at the new DCI Devra. Yeah, um, Vadra. You, Vadra. Yeah. <laughs> DCI Vadra, yeah. sorry. And um, yeah, how do you feel about like doing that role and that, that part? Is it exciting? And Yeah, I love it. You yeah. know, this is a, I've been up for Casualty a couple of times. Um, the first was a really long running regular for a really long contract. And then it was for a single act. And then with the background cackle of schoolgirls. Yeah. I think the schools are just kicked out, yeah. <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> um, this was a really happy medium because I'm coming back to filming after having a baby. So it's a really lovely step in yeah. to eight, nine episodes, maybe longer. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Of just filming again. It's a re- The character, you know, as I, I guess as I got old, get older, I realised that you still look oh, so young though oh, we both look so young yeah you look young too sorry I should <laughs> reciprocate the compliment um, I realise I have to do less because I actually just fit into ste- we should know this from before we fit into stereotypes yeah. so of course I fit into the DCI role and it's great it's fun it's, it feels actually going back into it feels like a holiday it's so, so much fun it's so effortless it's so yeah. lovely to do it the cast of the nicest people uh, and the crew, the directors, everything. So I love it. I'm and absolutely you, loving it. You do Wonderful. it in Cardiff, right? Yes. Yeah. Back and forth uh, once or twice a week in Cardiff. In the fictional city of Holby, which I know from yeah. uh, pub quiz time, is yeah. supposed to be Bristol, isn't it? It right? is supposed to be Bristol, yeah. but we're actually near the Doctor Who set as well. Oh my God, have you ever seen... Uh, <laughs> you can't possibly reveal anything you've seen, can you? I haven't seen anything. <laughs> That's not even like hiding. I have not seen anything. That could be exciting though, couldn't it? Yeah, it's some, there. Uh, there is a huge exhibition and everything, which I should go and visit. Yeah. But it's all just in the same... There's so much filming happening in Cardiff, actually. Yeah, there's um, lots, yeah. isn't there? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a great spot. That's very cool. So are you doing anything, any kind of method acting to get into your role? Have you been like following police officers or... <laughs> You know, tra- uh, trailing people who look like criminals. Well, you could probably find yeah, some criminals in this park. I've been trailing some criminals. You I've been find some criminality in here, <laughs> Police right? officers, can you yeah. imagine? I have a few restraining orders. I'm really getting into character. <laughs> yeah. No, I look, I actually studied method acting. Mm. But I think that's for... If you're going to play Margaret Thatcher, if you're going to play these really big roles in history, it makes sense to yeah. for actors to follow that kind of thing, but not this. And also, it's so quick. That I don't think you really have that time to indulge in anything quite as mm. severe as that kind of preparation for a character. Yeah. You do your own prep, not as much as method acting. Yeah. Not for this. And what's it like with the, the kind of process? Are they ever open to say, uh, if you suggest a line or an improvisation? Or do you have to do you have to like rigidly stick to the script or No, they're great. Actually yeah. it was my on my first day I was like learning word for word punctuation full stop take a beat breath here you know it was so rigid and then my co-actor who's the longest running member in it right now and he's superb he's like just play with it it's okay Mm -hmm. they they'll come and correct you if there's something specific you've got your script supervisor and they'll say no this makes more sense or we've written it like that specifically but feel free to make it your own which is great and it you know you'll you'll do a run through with the director beforehand then they'll come and they'll set it so all the crew can see the movement of, and the shape of the scene. Right. So before that, you'll talk it through. You'll read the script a couple of times and just chuck in whatever feels more natural and you can throw it out. And they're very open to yeah. adjusting. And I think I think that works really well, personally. Yeah. As I, I kind of watch these... I watch everything with my writer's hat on and I'm kind of thinking about... I love really great, like, naturalistic dialogue, for example. I think it's really good sometimes when you see actors... Like improvise and just go with 
go with what feels. Well, you shouldn't really be able to tell because if it does feel naturalistic, then perhaps a writer's done an excellent job at making it yeah. sound naturalistic and then the actor's pulled it off the page. Exactly. So it shouldn't sound like it's scripted. Yeah. It should sound very natural anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe it's our job as yeah, as, as writers or you know, producers as well in your case to be kind of invisible and let let the magic kind of happen. Yeah, Sometimes I mean, things can be like overproduced, overwritten, can't they, as well? Yeah, so it's, it's difficult. I, I mean, I hugely respect writers. It's so tough to do what you guys do. Mm. I could not, I don't think I would ever get my head around writing a script. But to be able to write something so naturalistically and then hope the actor can lift your words to make it sound like yeah. they would actually say that. Yeah. And then it's up to us to be able to play with it, if required, to make it sound like the writer intended yeah exactly it's almost like a yeah, it's kind of a back and forth isn't it in yeah. a way like between yeah writer director and then the actor yeah. I guess you have to have you have to have that kind of yeah. like back and forth though I bet there's been occasions where you've maybe not had like don't name any occasions but I bet you've been in situations where maybe the back and forth hasn't been so like it hasn't worked so well maybe they've been like very strict about what they want or they've not listened to the actors or whatever I think that would be more so in a film a feature or maybe a limited series Mm. but in something like a long running drama like Casualty you've got an ongoing writer's room Mm. and it's I mean until the day of you're getting script edits so it's such a work in progress all the time Mm -hmm. it's different it's much more malleable I think in in a film because it's was kind of set until you've got the budget and then go and run with it yeah perhaps there's less room to play yeah exactly it's just like shoot yeah. we've got one hour to get the scene and then yeah, yeah exactly. go for it yeah that's really interesting um one of the things i wanted to talk to you as well about sheena was um uh your short kitchen tales mm. i read we'll, we'll talk more about that but it, it, just one thing that came to my mind that i thought was super super interesting which i'd not come across before was this idea of you guys having a movement director yeah. on that on that uh, on that short film. I wonder if you could talk to us a bit about how you kind of came to do that, and then yeah. maybe that will lead into talking about the film as well. Of course, without Imogen Knight, the movement director, we would have been lost. It, yeah. She was such an essential part of it. We had no dialogue in the film, hmm. and we age 40, 45 years in a, what started as an 11-minute script and then ended up being a 20-minute script. Yeah. That's a short space of time to age. So it's not just how you look or the dress. You go through eras, decades. 70s fashion to 80s to 90s to noughties fashion changes tremendously. Your hair, sideburns, colour, shapes, that changes. But your body moves. How you move as an 18-year-old compared to a 50-year-old changes so much. How you pick something up, how you move a chair. The movement director helped us. And how you communicate as a couple, your body language is everything. Mm. So that helped us communicate what we needed to for that dialogue yeah. and that was such an essential part of it and it was Jane Moriarty the director who said look I think we need to get Imogen in so we had a one day workshop with her mm. and it was myself and Nikesh Patel who plays my husband who's a wonderful actor and um, we just we literally played around for an entire day and we went in chronological order of the script which is often rare to film as well. But we rehearsed it in that order and we filmed it right. in chronological order. So we could age with it. So you're kind of jumping around as an 18-year-old who's falling in love and, you know, you're yeah. meeting someone compared to a 60-year-old when you've had years of arguments, you're not talking, <laughs> you may be talking. That dynamic between people, yeah. we worked through our body language in that workshop day yeah. which was such a huge part of making that film yeah that really made me think when I was um, well I was watching your video and you were talking about using the 
uh, the movement director, director Imogen. Um, and I never come across that before, but actually, the more I think about it, it really does make sense, doesn't it? That yeah. you know, you do you do move in different ways. I and mean, we were sort of watching these kind of school kids with their kind of like lurchy walk, yeah. and then obviously when you get older, like you kind of move in different ways as well. So yeah, it kind of changes over time, doesn't it? It's we very interesting. The variables that we had were age, costume, makeup. The setting was the same throughout, mm. and no uh, dialogue. Mm. So you have to play with what you can, right? Yeah. Um, so with we had these incredible prosthetic makeup artists who aged us throughout, and aged us down and aged us up. Yeah. Um, the music was done by Stephen Warbeck, who is he did Shakespeare in Love and yes. uh, Indian Summers and all of these incredible productions. Um, who else? I, I mean, everybody was superb, mm. but adding movement to it helped us go through I mean after having a baby how do you move yeah. all of these these variables did you have a favourite was, was it more fun going back to being like 18 or being like really 60 tough. <laughs> because I have the energy now yeah. that almost that I would have as an 18 year old but I walk differently and it's really difficult to go backwards it was easier to go forwards in age because you mm. you can identify more how you would change it but when you're 18, you don't skip around exactly. You don't, you know, you're perhaps a bit more sprightly in your movement and your toes. But it was harder to go younger than it was older. Yeah, that's really interesting. And also not being cliche when you get older. You don't go like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not necessarily That's what like I'm that. like now when I leave the house. Well, yeah, exactly, that happens. <laughs> so it was, it was easier to move forward, yeah. trying to not make it cliche, but the yeah. slowness, the movement, picking up plates with two hands, not one hand. Yeah. All these kind of... All these things are really interesting yeah, to discover. Yeah, it's so, so interesting. And Kitchen Tales um, is this, um, you know, it's, it's about love, right? And it's about food and it's about family yeah. and all these things. Really, really um, kind of heartwarming yeah. uh, story. What was it that kind of made you want to, uh, to make that, Sheila? What, what was the kind of driving force behind it? So uh, the writer Anupama Chandrasekhar, she had written this script at the National studio when she was studying with the director Jane uh, and this was several years ago Jane and I did a play at the Haymarket just before Covid and she dug up the script and said Sheena have a read what do you think and I just I, every to this day when I read it again it make, breaks my heart it's such a beautifully written script and it's a tale of immigrant couples at that time it wasn't to the UK but we changed it to the UK and no matter who I speak to or share the story with, Irish, Indian, Cuban, American, you know, whatever your background, history, your cultural background, everybody can relate to it. Mm. Their parents getting together, moving to another country, settling, getting to know each other. Perhaps it wasn't always a love marriage where you, you, know, you date and live together for 10 years and then you maybe get married, you maybe don't. It was a really different generation back then. And you, we don't see a lot of those stories of our parents' generation. And it was so relatable that everybody that read it or we relayed the story to and it was just it just felt beautiful to be able to tell it for me it was personal not for the the struggles in the parents marriage but for the tale of um a father traditionally going out to work and a mother traditionally staying at home often in the kitchen and their separation through that and the difficulties of the communication yeah. often with things just swept under the carpet and not really spoken about now we're all about talking and let it out and speak about your emotions and back then it wasn't like that no still often it's not like that 
but everybody, and you're nodding as well, everybody can relate to it. It doesn't so, matter what culture you yeah, are. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that the idea of not talking is a really, really interesting one because uh, I'm sure you, maybe you have this in your family background, and I certainly do. I'm from the north of England where yeah. nobody talks about anything. Yeah. The idea of therapy and kind of so, communication is just anathema, is really. Is there something wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like People never really talked about anything, never yeah. talked about their feelings. And actually, I think in a lot of relationships, people don't. But as we now know, that's super unhealthy, probably. Yeah. I think it's good to share things. It's good to talk about things. Yeah. And yeah, I think that idea of not talking is so interesting. Yeah. Like it's kind of, it makes you think so much and it makes you concentrate on the images as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's a very, very powerful tool, isn't it? And our film was entirely silent. I, mean, yeah. I think they had six yeah. words throughout the film or something. Yeah. So that also- Very brave, very bold to do that. That had that message. Thank you. Yeah. That had that message of no dialogue. And the music completely led us through it. So, mm. you—I mean, when you—if you watch a horror movie and you put it on silent, you know, you turn the turn it on mute rather, you don't have that same fear. Mm. So the music completely transforms a piece, and that's what it did in this. It allowed us to go through their journey while we're watching it without that dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so we would have to use newspaper snippets or all of these kind of things, which which would uh, help accentuate where we were in history. So. Prince William being born you have a newspaper saying it's a boy so you know kind of what era you're in and music changing and all of that so it was really helpful to not have dialogue because you can see that you can actually less is more yeah. <laughs> even though you've got that point of dialogue being so important that we communicate losing it completely the audience was still able to follow that story mm-hmm. immaculately yeah. and know exactly what's happening yeah and it's I, magic yeah it really appeals to me I love very verbose films I love uh, sort of mumblecore movies where it's just like uh, like what we're doing now two people in a park talking yeah. um, and and I think that's really great but I also love those kind of silent experimental yeah. films I think I might steal your idea because we were talking a bit earlier I, I, I have this idea for a sort of short film set in a Lido and it did actually occur to me about Maybe not so much silence, but you'd have the sort of ambient noise of the splashing. And yeah, I love it. Kind of all the you know sort of people talking in the background, but actually, like there are a lot of times when we're not talking in life, yeah. right? Like there's so many times when we don't talk. Beauty to silence, be able to sit with there somebody is, in complete comfort and silence. You don't yeah. have to fill the gaps. Yeah, and that's kind of a mark of a of a yeah. sort of deep. Rela- yeah, well. exactly. Sometimes when you're in a relationship, it is nice to sort of feel that you can sit in silence with someone 100% so, yeah. and not look at your phone right exactly <laughs> very important yeah. exactly exactly no it's super 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 interesting but I was thinking of other occasions when people have done that as well there's a couple of other of other films I, I was also thinking of um, I don't know if you've ever seen Bojack Horseman one of my favourite shows yeah. it's about Hollywood and it's about movies and okay. acting yeah. it's also about like life and kind of what it means to be human and there's an episode where they go under the sea it sounds surreal and weird but again there's kind of no talking and it's hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Very weird and experimental. And I actually do think there's a lot of a lot of power and your film has resonated you know you've won awards for it it's been shown yeah, at festivals yeah. so you must be really happy with how it's gone right so so happy it was my first film I ever made yeah. I always wanted to produce you were, you were the producer of Kitchen yeah. Towers right and obviously in the film and well, yeah. amongst other yeah. producers yeah, yeah. and um, acting in it as well yeah. so I always wanted to produce this sometimes you just have to jump yeah. otherwise you overthink and it doesn't happen we crowdfunded during lockdown which was nuts yeah uh, so that was an experience in itself we got it made and I think the blessing that Covid gave us was the access to talent mm. because they would have been filming these massive projects I mean our makeup team was off Batman and Game of Thrones and you know they had this vast experience doing these kind of productions which they brought to our tiny little mm. project and they made you guys look great as well uh, yeah. it was superb they were so brilliant yeah. um so we were able to access that level of talent to produce this kind of production yeah. in four days during COVID, and I I loved it. Yeah. I've like I've totally got the production bug, and I'm now working on something else. So oh, that's, I love it. That's love very it. exciting. Yeah. Are you allowed to reveal, or is it top secret? Not top secret. It's just nothing signed yet. Nothing's done. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's like, very much a work in that's progress. Like, every, like, <laughs> like everything. Yeah. People say, "What are you working on?" Like, yeah, there's a million. There's things. a million things. Yeah. yeah. How much time do you What's, have? <laughs> when are they going to get green lit? Basically, yeah. someone's just going to sign the check or yeah. whatever the modern equivalent yeah. of that is. <laughs> Send the funds across. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a, a different thing as well. How did you feel about, um, I guess, with, with a production role, maybe there's a lot of like kind of logistical and organisational things. Are, are you good at that? Are you, are you an organiser? No, I'm terrible at that. <laughs> it was interesting because I found it very difficult to take off the producer hat while yeah, acting. Right. But the London producing team, Charlotte and a bunch of the others, were so good. They were like, they didn't even, they stopped copying me or anything. They just went shut the door you're in your dressing room you do what you have to do yeah. the rest is on us yeah. so it was I think it was about a week or ten days before completely removed mm-hmm. so you're not involved in anything else now now you just focus on that right which is incredible yeah I mean that's superb so from then I mean there were tiny little bits of logistics but honestly nothing that they didn't solve yeah they were incredible oh that's really cool yeah. and, and we had about 30 people on the set so wow yeah, pretty that's a 
lot of organisations. Yeah, exactly. For, a for first short. short, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations on it. And uh, obviously, food is a big part of it as well. Huge. Food is, you know, kind of everything. Yeah, food means love in like yeah. so many different ways, different cultures, and yeah. yeah. What, what was the uh, kind of inspiration for that? I mean, you're, like we've talked about this before. We're both like big. Big foodies, foodies, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. In fact, the first time we met was a food, exactly. food related food. in India. We were exactly in <laughs> India. It was a great trip, yeah. great food. But yeah. yeah, food is important to you as well, isn't it, yeah. Sheena? Yeah. And for this film, authenticity was really important. Yeah. So Nikesh, myself, and Jane, of course, Anu, the writer as well, we discussed a lot what was important and relatable to us. Our backgrounds are similar in that our parents are East African Indians. Mm-hmm. So we changed it so the parents came from that background to the UK right so like the Uganda little, or uh, Kenya Kenya yeah. so the little words that we used within mm-hmm. it were Gujarati which is our mother tongue mm-hmm. um, the food was all what's native to us that we eat at home on a daily basis yeah. and so Jane would come around to my mum's place I'm not a very good cook uh, so she would come around <laughs> to my mum's and my mum would make all these dishes so it was to food reference and helping us create the menu right. that was then in the script so it was totally authentic. So no one can come and go, oh, well, that's not really real. That wouldn't happen. It was. It did. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. So it was absolutely relatable. The pots and pans and 70-odd percent of all of that was from my mother's and my 96-year-old grandmother's kitchen. Oh, wow. Because so very authentic. Yeah. <laughs> very much hoarders. It was not difficult to find, you know, a pot or a jug or a porcelain yeah. plate from the 60s or the 70s because she had it all yeah. in stock. And the set designers kept it so beautifully and, you know, gave it back. But it was all original that that was used. Menus, all very much original. It was simplified as they got older. It's stuff that my parents would make now, like a really simple kitchri and a yogurt. Um, because it's easy yeah. as opposed to those banquets when you're young or in love and you know you're <laughs> trying to impress and now yeah. it's like fuck it <laughs> doesn't matter now so that had that authenticity that yeah. was really relatable to us as yeah. well um, yeah 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 food yeah food is so food is so important and it's such a central part like you said in all cultures exactly it brings people together right exactly yeah what do you do at, you know celebrations religious holidays weddings just family exactly yeah when you get yeah. together it's about eating isn't it yeah. and everyone comes together and I think it's often um, yeah it's the, I don't know about about your family but I remember my my granny was always very keen to cook for us yeah. and my mum loves to... You haven't eaten enough. Food. Eat more. You Eat got more. too slim. Eat more. <laughs> I, was a, I was a very chubby child. So I was Eat get, more. Getting a lot You're of, losing weight. Yeah, Eat more. I was getting a lot of cakes and biscuits. Yeah. When I was <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very, very, very interesting. Um, and well, speaking of this as well, we went to your to your favourite ca- cafe yeah. and the hot chocolate is very good, I have it to say. It is good, been, isn't it? Yeah, I've been, I've been having my hot chocolate in the background but yeah, it's very, this very nice. It's my first hot chocolate of the year. It's lovely. It it's is. lovely. I was going to go for a coffee but I'm glad I, yeah. glad I got this. Well, what we'll do now, Sheena, should we have a little walk around, yeah. around the park and we'll just, um, uh, we'll, we'll just have a, a little explore around here because you mentioned to me, so we're in Paddington Street Gardens. We are. You're a relatively new mum and you were saying that you bring your daughter down down here we're just looking at the playground aren't we so one of my favorite parts is actually regent's park yes because of the ducks i love the lake i would run around that park i mean three four times a week there's a lot it's of beautiful. them though do you ever feel overwhelmed you know With the, parks or ducks th- that part of regent's park on the um, you know by the lake where there's a, quite a lot of ducks yeah. and birds 
they kind of all come over, don't they? And they try, do. Try to steal your sandwiches. I hope that's not my screaming child. No, <laughs> um, they've never been aggressive to me yeah. so far. Yeah. But I do love that park, the Rose Garden. It's, it's really beautiful. Cool, isn't it? The yeah. Shakespeare Festival in the middle. Oh, I mean, the open I air theatre. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that park. Mm-hmm. But now my daughter's one, so I find myself every day when I'm in London. At Paddington Park. <laughs> Paddington, yeah, exactly. Which it's is, really lovely. There's a chess set here. There's enough green where she can run around. Mm-hmm. Lots of babies she can play with. Plenty yeah. of dogs she can bark at. This is a really and no- swings. It's a really nice little Hours park, isn't it? Yeah. You still know you're in the city, and I can I can hear uh, sort of, but yeah, building. <laughs> we were talking about the podcast. My worst enemy these days is the wind and builders. Yeah, you can't hide from that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. You you know you're in London, but there's what, what's this thing here? There's a strange like little kind of building with a little door. I, I do you know I what? I've been here so, so much. There's probably so much history, and yeah. it's probably going to say a burial ground for something. Yeah, so I'd maybe rather some, not. Yeah. <laughs> it might put me some, off. Something creepy. Yeah, we won't we won't look in there too much. But there's some nice. Very well manicured, kind of like rose, uh, rose beds here. It's been very, yeah, very nicely kind of uh, looked it's after. It's a beautiful park. It it's always nice got park, really lovely people. Yeah. Especially you go there, you end up just having a chat to somebody. Yeah. Benches donated by various people. I love the. I love that. The plaques on the benches. Look at that. Yeah. And what's then we this have one? a dear friend, Jill Talbot, who loved this garden as much as her little dog Oscar. Oscar. Oh my gosh, that breaks my heart. Oscar. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. It's yeah, it's very nice, isn't it? When you see all the yeah, you see all the plaques on the. I would on even the like. I would come and sit here on a summer's day yeah. with a coffee and a book. Yeah, I'd just hang out for a couple of hours. Yeah. It's so nice. It's really nice, isn't it? A really nice park. And um, we were saying, I didn't realise you'd um, you'd spent so much time in Marylebone. You were talking about your parents, Sheena, having a hotel here. So. You've got a lot of history around these parts, haven't you? Yeah, we, my family's been here since before Marlborough became cool. Yeah. We <laughs> were the uncool lot before yeah. all the cool dudes came in. So my family's been here for over 40 years. Yeah. A very, very, very long time. Yeah. Um, they're from East Africa originally. My father came here um, many years ago to study and ended up, not screaming, but ending up um, investing and buying property here. Yeah. And so they're in the hotel industry and have been here since then. And I grew up in Kent, but my father would drive up to London every day for work mm. until he just had three hours of commuting every day. It's just too much. Yeah. And we all moved up to town. Yeah. To Marlborough. That was a very, very good decision of your dad's because yeah, that was become, I love it. It's become very expensive here as well. Lots it really of, has. Yeah. My gosh, it's mad this area. Yeah. So that's why we came in early. We got lucky. Very, 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 very good decision. But it's really, yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. The high street is, it's just right because you've got that village feel here. Yeah. And everyone's very friendly. They are, aren't It's kind of neighbourhoody. Yeah. You maybe avoid Oxford Street. Yeah. But you're just close enough to get everywhere. Marlebone High Street is so cute, isn't it? If, it is. I feel like if you're a tourist, it would be a great place to come and kind of see yeah. see a nice uh, ni- a nice part of London. I love Daunt Books. Do you ever go in Daunt? All Book? the time. How good is Daunt Books? Actually, day two of my daughter being born, yeah. I took her in there. No joke, day two. Yeah. And I went, smell the books. <laughs> Don't smell iPads. Smell the books. Oh, right. Get a reading. Let's go to Daunt. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> I have a picture of that. Did with you? With a book in her face going. 
Did you get her like a, do- a Dr. Seuss or something? All but. of it. She's got the most epic book collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you still live around here these days as well, so I do, yeah, yeah. Marlebone is your kind of... Marlebone uh, is my hood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you ever see yourself like going to the country, like maybe going back to Kent or do you mm, like, the, like the city Right more? now I like it. Yeah. I'm very happy. I like... I don't like to waste day times, work day times, commuting. Yeah. I like to spend that where I am doing something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if I'm reading or listening to a podcast or something, I want to be either going for a walk doing it or something. It's not to get to A to B. Yeah. Also, my husband lives in the Caribbean. It's a very odd situation we have. So that commute for me is more than enough. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah, London to St. Martin is quite a lot. That's quite a lot. <laughs> so long I commute. quite like the best of it where I can be in London and I'm just right in the centre of it yeah. all. I love the bustle, I love the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, maybe when I'm older. Yeah. Right now I'm happy where I am. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be yeah, good to be happy in your in in your in your place, isn't it? Like yeah. so many people are kind of looking for something else, but as long as you're happy where no, you I are. I like it. I like it very much. Yeah, that's important. Um, should we sit down for a minute maybe? Well, why Let's, not? Let's sit on one of these benches. This looks like... And this is... Look. D.H.M.J. Stevenson. The sun has got his hat on. That is I so I think we found sweet. our bench. Let's sit on this one. The sun's got... Well, the sun's sort of got his hat on. There's a little bit of sun, isn't there? I but. need a woolly hat on. <laughs> it's, it's getting a bit cold. Yeah. Um, by the way, why do they put... Are these extra arms? I'm speculating so people can't sleep on the bench or something. Oh, my gosh. I never noticed I that. I don't know. Because... This, there's kind of like arms in the middle of the benches, not that one, but I'm not sure. Is that not normal to have an I, I, I don't even know now. No, those ones don't have arms. No, those don't, do they? I'm That's not sure. That's an interesting observation. Or maybe it's just so you can have a... An armrest. An armrest. you're having a pret sandwich. Exactly. You could put your, you put your pret coffee on the side. There and it obviously... Very thoughtful. English people were social distancing before we, before we needed to exactly. do that. Exactly. So <laughs> this is kind of English, isn't it? Like, everyone take their place. Don't get too exactly. close to... Don't get too close to everyone. But yeah, it's very very nice in this park. There's lots of kind of um, I can see like a sort of Christmas tree thing over there, which has caught caught my eye. Which looks like maybe something from uh, do, they, do they put Christmas lights they on do. that? It looks like a Christmas tree. They do a it? really lovely turning on the lights. Yeah. In way too early, probably like next week. Or what are you going to do that? They need a celebrity to do that. <laughs> you need to soon one day. email Westminster Council. I'll ask them Have you heard of me? Yeah. No, can I turn on your No, I think, I think they might get a recognised name. Um, but they do a lovely thing in local schools, do Christmas carols. Oh, and then nice. in the summertime, they have on the in the park here, outdoor movie screenings and yeah. like music nights and live bands and food stores. And it's nice. Yeah, it's good to have that, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, you want it to be a yeah, community space. It's very villagey. Yeah, exactly. And I guess very, like, international um, sort of crowd of people that will come very. here. Because people live in this area. I've heard more French all around the world, than I have they? heard English, I have to admit, in the last few weeks. Yeah, lots of French people. Maybe lots of French schools nearby, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, um, Lycée Francais is not too far away. South it's like Ken, Kensington, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But a lot of international, and I like that. Yeah. I like to be able to hear all the different languages. I like my daughter to hear it and, you know, meet interesting yeah. people. Exactly. Best Russians. Like there must be a few Russians. Not heard, of, not heard much of oh, Russians, really? actually. Yeah. No. Yeah. But that, I think that's, that's one of the great things about London as well, isn't it? You have this, like, international... Everything. 
very exciting. Where I'm from in the countryside, it was very, very kind Where of. Where are you from? Well, I'm from Yorkshire. And I lived, Love Yorkshire. Lived, yeah, I lived in the countryside there, and then I also lived in the country in Norfolk for a bit. But yeah. they were both very, very rural places. Also beautiful, though. Yeah, very, be- very yeah. beautiful. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the diversity of, of London it's and minimal. New York is kind of that's one of the things that appeals to me. How you could like. You know, yeah, but we about... go to holiday there for the beauty of it, right? That's true. So, yeah. best, I mean, grass is always greener. That's true. Yeah, you do sort of talk about that, don't we? But, like, as a, as a food lover, the, the idea of being in yeah, London or New York and being able to get food from around the world is one of yeah, the greatest yeah. things. Like, I love Asian food so much. Yeah. And the food you get in London is just... Is superb. Incredible, yeah. incredible. Well, and I lived in Birmingham for a bit, and actually... Uh, South Asian food in Birmingham is really very, good, right? very good as well. Like Bangladeshi and Indian food in yeah, Birmingham. Must very, be. Yeah, must be. They've got such a big population there. Exactly. So that's be. yeah, that's very good as well. So I can't, yeah, can't, can't forget to mention Birmingham's uh, Birmingham's Balties. <laughs> Balties. They're always, they're always <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, so Sheena, what's what's kind of next for you then? You mentioned well, maybe this other production. Uh, project and do you think you'll maybe do more acting as well I hope so I love it I'm so happy to be back to it Um, let's see what happens I'm definitely producing more so I'm looking at optioning a couple of books at the moment so that's exciting I'm doing send you my novel please do (laughs) I am I'm doing a ton of voiceovers I do Paddington which is lovely hold on what what do you so I play (laughs) I play Zakira the firefighter oh Zakira actually uh, which is amazing so I do Paddington I just did Scrooge. Zakira the, fi- the firefighter, right? I'm, yeah. I'm a, I love the Paddington movie. I think Paddington movies are very, very good. Oh, they're they? amazing, yeah. Very, very good. So yeah. that, I'm doing a ton of yeah. those, which and is so super. You's, yeah, you're saying uh, Scro- Scrooge? Scrooge, I just did, yeah. Netflix. Yeah, awesome. Um, that's the Christmas film that's just coming out. Yeah. So that's always ongoing, and I absolutely love it. There's yeah. so much fun to do. And acting-wise, yeah. Yeah. I hope more wonderful stuff comes up. Amazing, yeah. We'll have to look out for that, and uh, yeah, make make some more films as well. Because, yeah, I yeah, will. I think things like Kitchen Tales. They, I mean, yeah, obviously resonated with people, and yeah. I think there's a big, big audience uh, waiting for, for stuff so. like that. So I think so. Do some more. I Maybe will. something in the park. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, look, it's a setting here. You just have to get thousands of letters of council permissions but I mean <laughs> that would be the, that would be the problem wouldn't it yeah trying to film in the park could be a exactly. nightmare we just need this fancy mic of yours and we're good right exactly. yeah the crazy troll mic the troll mic <laughs> exactly right Sheena Sheena Vitessa thank you so much for talking thank to you today you. I hope you've enjoyed I have absolutely loved talking to you brilliant we'll, we'll have yeah. to uh, get together again soon I look forward to it awesome thank you so much I hope you enjoyed that episode of Park Date Um, There's lots more where that came from, and there'll be more in the future as well. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review, Um, good or bad, make them funny. I'll be reading out the best ones, and there'll be a prize for the one that makes me laugh the most. Name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcast from check out our website parkdate.co.uk and um, if you see me walking around in the park come and say hello I think that was the sound of someone sneezing Um, yes thank you bye bye coming up on the next park date we'll be selling furniture loads and loads and loads and loads of furniture so get your furniture 
on the next episode of Park Day. Did we mention there's some furniture? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.